Welcome to This Mother Means Business, a podcast for ambitious entrepreneurial mothers unapologetic in their desire to have it all. I'm your host, Laura Sinclair. I'm a serial entrepreneur, marketing expert, business mentor, and mom of two obsessed with real conversation and deep connection around the insane journey that is raising babies and building businesses. Each week, I'll bring you incredible guests and solo episodes while refusing to shy away from the harsh truths and challenges that come along with managing the titles of mom and CEO. But don't worry, we will celebrate the big moments too. I'm here to show you what's possible in your life and business and will bring you actual tools, tricks, and stories that will take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, in your business, and in your parenting journey. I want nothing more than to see you win and will always have your back in this process, even if it comes with just a little bit of tough love. Ready for today's episode? Grab your favorite drink and let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of This Mother Means Business. Today, I want to talk about your stories, specifically the stories that you and I are telling ourselves about building a business and what's true, and frankly, just the shit that gets in our head that we really, as women, as moms, need to just turn off. And here's one thing that I've learned about myself. I've coached over a 1,000 people over the last 10 years, which is a lot of people in various different capacities. Certainly as a nutrition coach, as a CrossFit gym owner, social media mentor, marketing mentor, mentor for early stage entrepreneurs, moms, all the things, right? That's a lot of people and a lot of different capacities. And there's always going to be stories. And here's one thing that I have also learned about myself. And if you are familiar with Myers-Briggs at all, I am an INTJ. I don't remember what all the letters mean, to be fully honest. I is introvert. I am an introvert, which you may or may not believe, but I am. Typically, when you think about introversion, it's like I get tired around being around other people, whereas an extrovert gets really energized being around big groups of people. I get tired. I can do it, but I need to take a long nap after. So I am an introvert who can be extroverted. But the letter that I actually want to talk to you about today is my T, my thinking. INTJ. I think it's, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to have to look up now what the exact name of a INTJ is. It's going to bother me. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to tell you. But the thing that I want to talk about is the T in my INTJ. Yeah, the architect. That's what it is. In 16 Personalities Myers-Briggs, I am considered the architect. So the architect is a personality type with the introverted, intuitive thinking and judging traits. These thoughtful tacticians love perfecting the details of life, applying creativity and rationality to everything they do. Their inner world is often a private, complex one. So there you go. There you have it. But the reason that I want to share that with you is a lot of my clients have an F where I have a T. And so that F is for feeling where I am have a T, which is for thinking. And this is not to say that I am not a feeling person, <laughs> very much a person that feels and deeply. But one of the things that I am really good at is Applying what is true, applying fact to feelings, applying the truth to those feelings and the things that hold us back and the stories that we tell ourselves. And while I don't, it's not that I don't tell myself stories, I very much do, 
But one of my unique skills is to be able to look at a story, to pull apart what is actually fact about that story and move through it. It's part of what has allowed me to do the things that I do, to show up and record podcast episodes for you, to coach a thousand people, to build the business that I've had, to show up authentically online is my ability to just push through. I don't even want to say push through my ability to move through feeling by giving it fact. And so today I want to talk to you about some of the stories that I see come up over and over and over again in my private coaching, in my ambition mastermind, in the work that I do, even with you in my DMs, responding to the things that I'm putting out there. So if you're up for it, I want to take today's episode and I want to, we're going to think our way through some really big feeling stories that I see come up over and over in entrepreneurship. And so the first one is imposter syndrome. (laughs) That feeling of who the heck am I to do this? Who, like, why me? I should not be in this room. I don't belong here. I couldn't possibly do that, right? I, I don't know what I'm doing, so I, I can't, right? The imposter syndrome, you know her. We all know her, okay? First of all, if you're experiencing imposter syndrome in something that you're doing right now in your business, to that, I say good. Good. You should be. You should be experiencing imposter syndrome because if you're not experiencing imposter syndrome, likely you aren't doing anything new. You aren't doing anything for the first time. You are staying comfortable if you are not experiencing imposter syndrome. Do you think that I had imposter syndrome when I launched this podcast? Heck yes. When I started the Ambition Mastermind for the first time? Also yes. Anytime that I create a new offer, sell something, hosted my first retreat last year, all of it riddled with imposter syndrome, riddled with fear that nobody was going to show up, riddled with who the heck am I to do this? Like, why would anyone care what I have to say? Okay. So if you are experiencing imposter syndrome, good. Welcome. Welcome to entrepreneurship. That's what we do here. We feel imposter syndrome, right? If you are not experiencing imposter syndrome, you are either the most confident human being in the planet, at which point, please send me a DM because I would love to know you, or you are staying complacent and comfortable in your business. And if that's what you're choosing, well, I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you about where you're going to go. Okay. Imposter syndrome is normal. It is something that everyone experiences. It is hand in hand with the experience of being an entrepreneur and it's the experience of being a visionary, creating things for the first time. And we all move through it at different phases and different moments. You may not be experiencing it right in this exact moment, but the second you go to launch something for the first time, the idea that you have, if it's not followed up with like, Ooh, I don't know if I could do that. Ooh. Hey, I'm not sure that's for me. Or why would anyone want me to do that? Or I don't belong here, right? Who am I to do that? You're, you're not playing big enough, okay? So imposter syndrome is, if we're going to put some fact to it, right? A normal experience, okay? 
one that every entrepreneur that strives for something new, strives for something bigger experiences. And it is a sign of your willingness to push yourself. It is not mean that there is something wrong with you if you are experiencing imposter syndrome. I would be willing to say actually that there's something wrong with you if you're not, right? Imposter syndrome is a reality of the work that you have chosen. And so what do we do about it? We acknowledge it. We say hello to it. And we move through it because it's going to show up. It is part of it, part of the experience of entrepreneurship. And so if you're in a season where your imposter syndrome feels like it is suffocating you, I want you to welcome it. I want you to hug it and say, gosh, darn it, am I ever proud of this version of myself who's choosing to do things that are bringing this up. Okay. And know that it is a really good and beautiful part of your journey of entrepreneurship. Okay. So hello, imposter syndrome. I love you. You're not like my favorite, but I love you at the same time because it, it is truly a reflection of where I'm going and what I'm trying. And I got to be proud of that version of myself. Okay. So that's imposter syndrome. Hey friend, entrepreneurship used to feel like the loneliest thing in the world. It was like nobody around me understood it until I actually started putting myself into rooms where I could meet other entrepreneurs who were going through the same things. The truth is though, most of these rooms cost money and well, a lot of it. And I know that not everyone has the money to just hop on a plane and join a mastermind or even to frankly invest in one, which is why I created a room and give away business advice for free. My community connection calls are on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, and they are the place for you if you're looking to just say hi, you want to connect with other entrepreneurs, you have questions that have been burning and you just want to have answers. Community connection calls is a place for you to come and spend some time. The only rule is you have to leave your camera on. So kids, dogs in the background, in your pajamas, whatever it is that's going on, that is okay. We want you to bring it fully so that I can support you. If you want to join us, you want to get some business help for free, make sure you head to the show notes to stay up to date on the schedule and get access to the calls. I'll make sure I put the link in there so you can join us for our next community connection call. Can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the episode. The next story that you tell yourself is the freeze story and the freeze story that says, I don't know how to do it. So I'm just not, I, I don't know how to do it. And so that did what happens, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to do it perfectly. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know. I don't know. And there's so many layers to the, I don't know, right? There is the, I don't know. So I'm not going to do, or there's the, I don't know if it's going to be perfect. And so I can't do it if it's not perfect right? So I want to start with sort of this first layer of, I don't know. And this is a mindset shift that I think is really important as entrepreneurs in entrepreneurship. And I have seen people take the, I don't know and freeze. And I've seen people take the, I don't know and take massive action around it. And so shifting this idea of, I don't know to, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. I don't know, but I'm going to make it work. I don't know, but I'm going to try is so much more powerful than I don't know freeze, right? 
I don't know if freeze doesn't get you anywhere. I don't know how to do half of the things that I do for the first time. Nobody knows what they're doing for the first time. Nobody. The first time you do something, you don't know what you're doing. That's the whole point. It's the first time. Okay. And so if we put fact around this, right, it's that nobody knows what they're doing the first time. They just don't. I didn't, you didn't, the, <laughs> nobody that we're looking up to together did. Okay. And so being able to shift the, I don't know from a place of I'm going to freeze over it to a place of I'm going to just try and I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get scrappy. I'm going to make it work is really important. Okay. And then there's that, I don't know. So it might not be perfect piece. Okay. And this is the, this is the, I don't know. I lack evidence piece and the lacking of evidence starts to show up as, I don't know if it's going to work. It's probably not going to be perfect. Right. And these are just really, really deeply embedded internal stories that we have about what success is supposed to look like. And if you're in a human design, which I very much am, I'm a manifesting generator one, three, and I always get this wrong, but I think it's my three, my one likes information. I think my one line, I'm not a human design expert, so roll with me, but my three is this desire to like try a bunch of things and just figure it out. And I think it's something that served me really well in entrepreneurship and that I wish that more people could adapt, right? Is that moving through is like, I don't really have evidence if this is going to work. I don't know, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to push through or it's, this isn't going to be perfect, but I know that messy action is better than no action at all. Okay. And so this story of, I don't know, and using that, I don't know as something that holds us back completely, something that just, we decide not to move at all because we don't know is so crippling to your business to your goals, to the direction that you want to go. And so if you're experiencing this feeling of, I don't know, okay. And if it's about, I don't know, so I'm not going to do it at all. Let's go to, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. Or I don't know, but I'm going to find somebody that does. I don't know, or I'm going to try. Okay. And, but if you're in the season of, I don't know if this is going to work. And so then I feel fear, stop looking for evidence where it doesn't exist. Okay. You have to take the action. You have to be willing to make a mistake. That is entrepreneurship. That is how you win this game is you try. Okay. And if it's, I don't know, because it's, if this is perfect, I don't know if this is exactly what it needs to be. Know that it's probably not going to be perfect. It's the first time you've done it. It's not going to be perfect. Okay. And so this like, oh, I don't know if story is really, really, really crippling. Okay. And so know that one of the things that I try to shift through is to kind of treat entrepreneurship like, I don't want to say game because it's not a game, but as an experiment. It's just to try different things, to try different things on. I've already tried things this year that aren't going to work. I already know that tried a bunch of things, right? I have some really beautiful, solid, staple things in my business, right? One-on-one mentorship, my ambition mastermind, those are solid core offerings in my business that I will do over and over and over again. One day I probably won't offer one-on-one -on -one coaching anymore, but in this season I still do. The ambition mastermind is not going anywhere, but the rest of my business really gets to be an experiment right now. What feels good? What could I try? 
knowing that some of it's not going to work. Okay. And that is a playful part of my human design that I wish more people would adopt, right? Is that when we allow ourselves to get completely crippled by not knowing you're just stuck and that serves nobody, right? And so really giving yourself the truth, the fact about that story, I hope is freeing for you. Another story that I hear a lot about is this fear of failure, right? And, you know, people talk about, oh, it's not always fear of failure, it's fear of success. I think it's both, you know, the version of yourself that you're going to be and if you're a success perspective, but I don't want to talk about that so much today as I want to talk about failure and mistakes. And I think that I come and by, by I think, I mean, I know that nobody is harder on myself than me. I am so hard on myself for anything, right? If I make a mistake, I'm really hard on myself. It's something that I'm really working on to give myself more grace and certainly have gotten better at it over the years. But, you know, for me, I have really come to change my relationship with mistakes in entrepreneurship, to change my relationship with mistakes in in business, failure in business. I actually am much better at failing in business than I am in like failing at motherhood or feeling like I failed as a friend or a wife or a partner um, or a sister or whatever, right? Any of those other titles. I'm, I have, I'm much better at failing in my business life than I am in my personal life. I still take that really personally, but failure in business is a springboard. And so this idea, this story of like, oh, what if I make a mistake? What if I fail? What if it doesn't work? It's truly a springboard to what's to come. I like to think about failure as a course correction, right? And so when I'm talking to a client, when I'm talking to a person about like who's experiencing crippling fear, right? This fear of what if it doesn't work? Like, what am I going to do? What if I like look silly on the internet? The question that I usually ask is like, what is the worst case scenario here? What is the very worst thing that could happen if you make a mistake here? And for most of us, myself included, we're not dealing with critical mass audience where if I were to make a mistake or, you know, have a launch flop, then anyone's really going to care, right? I don't have millions of followers. And so that's okay, right? I'm in a season I business where it's like safe, very safe to play and make a mistake. And I'm willing to bet that you probably are as well. But like, what is the absolute worst possible thing that you can imagine happening if you were to make this mistake? If you were to do this thing and it wasn't going to be perfect, what's the worst thing? Chances are it's not that big of a thing. I'm willing to bet. It might be, oh, okay, well, nobody bought, so we'll just launch again later or we'll try to re we'll reposition the messaging. It might be that like you posted something on social media and somebody disagreed with you. Okay right? It could be that somebody that you went to high school with makes fun of you. Okay. My Instagram stories recently started going to my personal Facebook page, which I wasn't ready for. I didn't know. I don't know how that happened. I had a business page and then all of a sudden my stories were on my personal page and people that I know from, you know, when I was a teenager, all of a sudden commenting, were commenting on my Instagram stories. And I was like, what's happened? I had this moment of like, oh my gosh, this is horrific. And then I was just like, eh, whatever, I don't care. Right. It's that was like the worst. If the worst case scenario is that, you know, somebody that I went to high school with knows that I sell online courses, then that's fine. (laughs) Right. It's fine. And so, like, really, what is the worst thing? None of us are saving lives. Well, some of you might be, but I'm not. Right. And so, you know, okay, somebody laughs at you, fine. 
Launch doesn't go well, fine, right? Like what is the worst thing? I'm willing to bet it's not that bad. And so if you can start to, like I said, change your relationship with failure, change your relationship, what those mistakes mean for you and use them as a springboard to get you closer to where it is that you inevitably are going to go, where you're going to end up, which again, I don't even know that there is any final destination, but if you use it as a thing that's going to allow you to move forward, to move through to the next thing, the next victory, that's a lot easier than sitting in fear of failure, right? The only way to get to the destination you want to is to make all of the mistakes first, right? The path in entrepreneurship is not linear. It will have lots of ebbs and flows and ups and downs, but to get to your big delusional goal, you it's not a straight A to B, right? It's probably like A to Z and then back again, right? You're up, down, around. It, it, that's just part of it. And so learning to change that relationship can go a really long way. And there's one other thing that I want to leave you with. Um, it's one of my favorite concepts. <laughs> and this is the idea of Chad energy. And this was introduced to me by a woman named Vivian Kay. Her business is called Kinky Curly Yaki. She is Canadian. And she talks about what would Chad do? And so when I'm in these moments of feeling like any of these stories are coming up. So imposter syndrome, that like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. What if I make a mistake, like fear of failure, any of that stuff, right? When I feel stuck in a moment that I can't work through, or I feel like all I'm going to do is flop, or I'm like not ready to make that launch, I'm just sitting in the season of fear. I ask myself, what would Chad do? And if you're wondering who Chad is, <laughs> Chad is an overly confident heterosexual white man who is not afraid to apply for a job he's not qualified for, ask for a raise he doesn't deserve, or ask for a discount in a store that like clearly doesn't have them. Like Chad is the person that is asks for what he desires in the world unapologetically and gives zero Fs about it. Right. And I've talked about this before, right? When we talk as women and as entrepreneurs, like, do you think your, your husband worries about whether or not people like think he's nice? Probably not. Right. And so when I think about what would Chad do in these moments, like Chad doesn't care about any of these things. They don't show up for him. And so how can I embrace my inner Chad, be a little bit more chatty, <laughs> chatty. We're going to go with that. How can I be more chatty as I move through this stuff? Right. Like how can I shed some of those stories and some of frankly, the bullshit that we as women put on ourselves in terms of like how we're supposed to show up and not take up too much space, but like, don't, not enough space, like all that stuff, right? How can I be more like Chad? How can I embrace my inner Chad energy? And that sort of fact twist on some of these feelings has helped me a lot. And so, and if, if you're in a place where maybe the stories that I shared with you on the episode today aren't exactly your stories, right? Maybe you tell yourself something a little bit different or maybe a lot different. What I would really ask yourself is a couple of things. And the first is like, what is actually true here? What is the truth? Right? Because it's easy to like feel a feeling and get really stuck in it. But what is the truth? Okay. And then what's the worst thing that happens? What is the worst thing that happens if you do this thing and it doesn't work? And then what's the worst thing that happens if you don't do it? Because I'm willing to bet the thing that happens if you don't 
do it is way worse than what would happen if you did. Even if when you did, it didn't work, right? Staying where you are, staying in the place you're you're at right now, it's probably a heck of a lot worse than taking the risk. And so I'd really love for you to put your story, the thing that your dick brain tells yourself, right? That little jerk living in your head. I sometimes joke I've got like one on one shoulder and one on the other and my little jerk brain likes to argue and then Angel Laura comes out on the other side and is like, no, that's not true, right? How can we... And I never want to say tone down your feelings, but how can we put fact over top of this story, this heavily emotional story that you have around your business and the fear that's coming up and the story that you're telling yourself? And how can you look at it through that lens? And so if this was helpful for you, I'd love for you to send me a DM and let me know at it's Laura Sinclair on Instagram. And if there's another story that you're just like, gosh, this is the story and This lens isn't something that I can put through it. DM me. I'd love to chat through this with you. I'd love to help you move through the story. I'd love to give you my thinking, my INT. If you're a big feeler, know that I've got you. And I hope that this was helpful. And until next time, I'll see you at the next episode of This Mother Means Business. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode and know of other ambitious entrepreneurial mothers who would love to be part of this community, it would mean the world to me if you shared our podcast with them. Take a screenshot of this episode, text it to them, or share it to your Instagram stories and tag me so I can thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I love you, I appreciate you, and I am cheering for you so big.